Hey men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, and normally I would throw it to my co-host, Kellen, at this point, but uh, this week's going to be a little bit different. We had a men's breakfast a, a few weeks ago here at Compass Bible Church, and that men's breakfast was all on how to be productive in the new year. So what we've done is we've taken the audio from that breakfast between Kellen and I, which will sound very familiar to you, sound just like one of our podcast episodes, and we've broken it up to create two separate episodes for this week and next week, two Quality Manhood podcasts on how to be productive in this new year. So men, we hope you enjoy them. Our subject and our topic for this morning, which is being productive in the new year. And I know we're a little bit past the new year. It's January 9th. And so maybe you're thinking that we should have done this at the end of, of last year or last year. But like I told you, I wasn't as organized as I am now because I hadn't read that book yet. <laughs> By the way, if you, if you didn't get that book, if, if you have Audible, um, which if you listen to our Best of 2020 podcast, Audible was plugged on that. Uh, if you have Audible, you can get Charlie's book on Audible. You can listen to it on your, your commute. Uh, and, uh, and you hear Kellen and I, if you listen to our podcast, talk about dead air a lot, men, there's, there's perhaps no greater area of dead air that we have in our lives than our commutes. Um, for me, it's, it's driving three miles home and back. So that's, you know, 10 minutes depending on traffic lights, but still I, I'm listening to audible books on that drive and just working through chunk by chunk as I'm trying to get there. So whatever your commute looks like, whatever that is, whatever that dead air is, redeem the time, listen to good books in there. Audible is a great way to do that and do more better is on Audible. But we want to talk about being productive in 2021. And Tim Challies in, in that book, he says this about productivity. He says, productivity is effectively stewarding your gifts, talents, time, energy, and enthusiasm for the good of others in the glory of God. So you can go out there, you can read books like Getting Things Done, um, in other productivity books that are, are written from a, a secular perspective. And they're going to tell you maybe the first half of that, but they're not going to get to the, the good of others and the glory of God part. And that's where Charlie's brings a unique perspective. And some of these others that have written books on productivity that are, are believers, Matt Perriman and, and uh, Doug Wilson and, and others, that's their spin that's helpful for us is to think, why is it important for me to be productive? Well, it's part of how I glorify God. And it's part of how I live out the greatest commandments, which are what? Love God and what's the second one, men? Love others. Our productivity has a lot to do with how we are loving others um, as an extension of our, our love for God. So uh, that's uh, what productivity really is, uh, is when we talk about it. But let's, Kellen, let's talk about responsibilities. What do we mean when we say, what are your responsibilities in life? So what, what, yeah, what are we responsible for? What are the things that we have on our plate that thinking about what God has given us, the, the jobs that we have, the families that we have, the, uh, the church, our, all of those things are gifts from God and that we are responsible for and that we need to be able to plan, we need to organize, and we need to execute in a manner that's going to glorify God and glorify others. And so uh, and I think the one thing that I was going to chime in on this uh, when you first said it is it's important to know that the good of others and the glory of God, uh, just in whatever you do, because oftentimes we, we, we tend to trick ourselves and thinking, hey, I'm doing this for the good of others, but we spend most of the time, 90% of the time doing it for our own self edification or self glory. And we don't get to that part of doing it to glorify others. And so even just thinking about our responsibilities and roles and the important part of planning is going to allow you to think, how do I 
glorify others by doing this because if we don't plan, typically what does our flesh want to do? Our flesh wants to glorify ourselves. Our flesh wants to do things that make us happy, that you know, make us feel fulfilled. And so without the planning piece, without the organization piece that we're going to talk about this morning, it makes it more and more difficult to translate our minds and go after serving others. And so taking a look at the responsibility that God has given us in our lives, planning and organizing and seeing how that's going to start the snowball effect of benefiting others and glorifying God there. Right. And that's, that's why we start with this is if you want to get, you want to turn around, you want to be more productive, you have to understand what are you responsible for? And some of those areas that I think all of us can relate to, number one is, is personal. And we'll talk more about what those look like here in just a moment, but personal family, uh, what does your, your family look like? What is your responsibility within your family, your marriage? Some of you who are married out there, your marriage is an area of responsibility that you have. Uh, church certainly is an area of responsibility that you have a responsibility to compass Bible church as a believer, as a follower of Christ, as a, as a highly committed participant here. What does that responsibility look like? Certainly work um, at your job. If you're not retired, if you, you're still employed, you have responsibilities at work that uh, if you're wanting to be productive in 2021, that, that is certainly an area that you're going to have to think about. Uh, and then even, how about this one, your neighborhood? I don't know if we often think about the fact that we are responsible for the neighbors that are in our neighborhood. Um, God has put you into a mission field that has a neighborhood name on it, whatever your HOA name is or whatever that is, that's your mission field that God has put your family into. And so you have responsibilities there in your neighborhood that we can think through as far as our productivity. But in those areas of responsibility, there's also going to be roles. And so when we talk about our, our roles, here's the area of responsibility, personal, some roles that might fall under that for us would be spiritual health, physical health. There you go, Kellen. And Thank what? You for that plug. And, and, and reading, right? So as I'm looking at my, how am I responsible for my personhood, right? I'm going to say, well, I'm responsible for my spiritual health, my physical health, and my, I'm going to throw reading out there as well. So Kellen, what might be some examples of, of how we need to be responsible this year and productive this year when it comes to our spiritual health personally? Yeah, a couple things is, and I'll start by don't get too far don't get too far ahead of yourself by tacking on more than you can actually handle and we'll talk about that towards the end with uh, how we go out and set goals but oftentimes and I get a lot of this from working in uh, my previous industry in the fitness industry this time of year everybody's like oh, I'm gonna go out and you know I- I've never worked out before and I'm gonna have five percent body fat this year and I'm gonna go after it and within the first week or something, you, you miss a day or whatever that is, and then you fall off track, and then that's it. You don't do anything with it. And so even with that spiritual health, physical, physical health reading, uh, take a look at what you're already doing. And so you're, what we talked about this morning, we alluded to it, was the DBR. Um, hopefully, you all are, are reading the DBR. You're tracking with us there every day with that. So make sure that that is happening every day. And, and then if that's happening for you, don't just stop there. You have an opportunity to take the TAN method. You have the opportunity to dig in with commentaries even more. And so you can beef that up. But again, it's taking something like the DBR that you're already doing and basically maximizing that before we start to tack on more things. And so spiritual health could be that. Or when we talk about prayer, we all want to improve our prayer life Speaking of organization, having some organization with your prayer life, downloading prayer made, downloading Echo Prayer app, writing it down and having some organization as opposed to just coming to prayer time and then 
sitting there and being stuck saying, what do I need to pray about when there's an abundance of things we need to be giving thanks for, we need to be praying about, people we need to be praying for. So uh, those two are what I would say is maximize what we already have and then get organized in those areas of uh, spiritual and, and physical health. Right. When you're thinking about physical health, you got working out, you've got going to the, I went to the dentist recently because that was fun. Is that physical um, health? That's physical health. It it's is, part it of my is, physical being. You, we need to take care of our teeth better than I do apparently. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, physical health is working out. It's, it's going to the doctors It's doing all those things reading. I mean, this is where you're thinking about how do I want to be productive this year with the books that I'm going to read? Uh, what books do I want to read? It's, it's thinking through planning through. And so again, this is just a way to, to, to organize rather than coming up with a bunch of your thoughts that stay here as we're going to talk about some tools and resources to get them into a system, get them on paper, get them into an app that's going to help you track with these along the way throughout the year and, uh, and stay productive. Another role you might have is family. And so just some examples of, of your roles within the family. If you've got kids, you are a dad. That's a role that you have under the responsibility of being uh, over your family finances. Uh, you have your, your personal finances that you're dealing with that. I would, I would throw that under your, your family, that, that, um, how your, your family is using the money, how you're saving, how you're saving for college educations, how you're saving for a house, how you're saving for retirement, uh, paying bills that, that would fall under that category as well. Your home, whether you, you buy or rent, uh, whatever that looks like right now for you, you're going to have responsibilities in your home that you need to see to, whether it's a, a faucet, that breaks that you've got to repair or a shower pan that cracks that you've got to replace, whatever that looks like for you. Um, those are things that are going to go in there as far as your productivity, uh, vacation, uh, you know, planning your next vacation. This is an area where you can put in your, your, your to-do list, your, your research that you're doing as far as where you're going to take your family on the next getaway, your next break, once, you know, COVID goes away and we can go places again. And then cars. Um, this is Bill Jensen's favorite category. Where are you, Bill? This is uh, how do you keep your car running and how do you keep it up to date and how do you make sure that it doesn't break down on you? And if you um, have questions, call Bill Jensen. And if you have questions, you call Bill because Bill <laughs> has all the answers on that. Uh, how about work? Let's just think through this. You, you may have some projects at work that are part of your roles within your responsibility of work. You have a role as a project manager, or you have a role on a team that's working on a project and you need to get things done on that. So you want to stay organized and productive on that deadlines, thinking through uh, what are the deadlines and, and that you're responsible for and, and when do they need to, to be submitted by uh, team meetings, making sure that you're organized for that. You know when they're happening and that you're prepared for them when you show up for them. And then maybe you don't like your job and you, uh, you want to be productive this year by looking for a new job, or maybe you do love your job, but God presents another opportunity and you uh, are, are factoring things in there um, to, to do that research and, and stay organized and stay productive. And that's really what we're talking about here is just organization and productivity. Yeah. Um, church is another area that we talked about. You've got a, a responsibility to be serving, right? Uh, all of us should be serving in some form or capacity in the church. Paul's clear on that, that God has gifted every single believer with a spiritual gift to be used for the edification of the body. Um, so whatever capacity you're serving in, whether that's in parking ministry or whatever, that's a, a, a role that you play within the church. Uh, your HFG, Home Fellowship Group, or your Thrive Group, or your Men's Bible Study Group, whatever that group is where you are, the chairs are facing inward, like Pastor Mike says. Uh, that's going to have responsibilities and roles in there. And then, you know, Men's Bible Study, if you happen to be a part of our Men's Bible Study, you have ways to think through your, your role in Men's Bible Study. Can we go back to work for a no. second? Uh, no. But I will. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Work is one of those that I think we we spend majority of our time there. Well, used to spend it there. You might be on Zoom nowadays, but we spent spent a lot of time at work, 
And I think when we talk about this, this um, thought of planning out and, and seeing that as God's gift to us uh, in our mission field, is I think we need to put more time just in regards to the people that God has put around us at our jobs. And this can go for your neighborhood as well. But think about who those individuals are that they don't know Christ and that you can be working with day in and day out and having water cooler conversations and never get anywhere. And putting our mindset towards we are there for a reason. God has placed us there for a reason at that job. He's placed the people that are on our team that are on our projects for a specific reason. And so how can we, even this year, do a better job of, of planning how are we going to share the gospel? How are we going to go after those individuals that are close to us? And some of those ways might look like, you know, if you've got a guy that you're working with every day, uh, planning out when are you going to take him to lunch? When are you going to take him out to breakfast to have a conversation? How are you going to invest in him? How much are you actually praying for those open door conversations? Because if you're talking every day, uh, how much are you actually praying that God would open that door to where, you know, it comes up about the election or it comes up about church or it comes up about something so we can continue to move the ball down the field with those conversations and those people that God has put around us. So uh, work, again, is something we spend a lot of time on, but that's an area we can always get better, get more organized on how we're going to glorify God with those people he's put around us. Because again, productivity is using all of the gifts, talents, treasures, abilities that you have for the good of others in the glory of God. Correct. Um, and that's what we're talking about here. So you've identified your areas of responsibility. You've identified roles under those areas of responsibility. What's next? Well, we're going to talk about next is, is identifying a mission for those areas of responsibility. Uh, some people would say, Hey, I've got a life mission and here's my life mission. And that may seem overwhelming to you to try to boil down your entire life into one mission statement. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about take your areas of responsibility and have a mission or a purpose for each area of responsibility that you have. And so in other words, as you look at those areas that we talked about, what's your mission? What's your purpose for your personal responsibilities that you have? Those roles that fall under there. What's your mission for your family? What's your purpose for your marriage? What's your purpose for your involvement in church? What's your purpose for your involvement at your job? Like Kellen was just talking about, part of that may be evangelism. That you have the job that you have and it's not your dream job, but man, God has put you in a place where you can be used mightily by him to be a witness for Christ. And that is the drive behind what you're doing and why you show up to work each and every day because you have an opportunity to impact people for Christ. That's part of your mission for what you're doing with work. Or maybe it's, it's your neighborhood. Again, you're thinking about what's my purpose in my neighborhood. And so it's developing these mission statements and you say, okay, well, how do I do that? What does that look like? Well, the first thing is these purpose mission statements should be guided by the greatest commandments, which are again, what? Love God and love others, right? When Jesus is approached in that passage there in Mark and the, the expert in the law says, hey, teacher, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus replies as he should have. And he said, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and strength. And then the second was an answer to a question that wasn't asked, but Jesus gives it to us anyways. He says, and, and by the way, the second commandment, if you're wondering, is love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus says on those two things hangs everything else. All of the law, all of your obedience, all of your faithfulness hang on how are you loving God and loving others? Everything is going to categorize themselves somewhere on, on those two pegs. So as we think about our missions in each and every one of these areas, they need to reflect our love for God and our love for other people. Um, even in your personal mission, it needs to reflect your love for God and your love for other people. 
the second thing is they can be fluid. We're, we're not asking you to, to, to get out the stone ta- tablets from Sinai and etch in stone what your mission is for the rest of your life in each and every one of these areas. That may change and that's okay. So don't feel like you, this is a one shot and I, I can't, I can't miss my opportunity here. This isn't Hamilton. We, you can do it again. So uh, feel free to, to put something down on paper and know that this is really just for you and God. And this can fluctuate and this can be fluid and this can change. The third thing is uh, use, use tools to, to gauge and evaluate how you're doing in your mission. We're going to talk about a couple of those tools here in just a, a moment, how you can do that effectively to gauge how you're doing in the mission. But it doesn't help us uh, to... Uh, to come up with our mission statement. And then after that, for us to then just leave it there and not ever evaluate how we're doing with those mission statements. So there's going to be some tools that we're going to talk about to help you uh, with that. And then finally share it, take these mission statements that you come up with, with your areas of responsibility. And one of the guys in your small group, in your accountability group, in your HFG, uh, somebody that you trust, maybe two guys that you trust, share that document with them and say, Hey, I just want you to know this year, this is what I'm focusing on, on these areas of my life so that they know when you guys sit down to have your accountability meetings, they know some of the questions to ask you. How are you doing in that? How's it going? Are you fulfilling this? Are you, are you evaluating yourself in this area? And so get that document, put it in, in place. Uh, Evernote's a great resource for that or, or OneNote, OneNote. No, as Kellen likes to use instead because he's still being sanctified. Um, <laughs> put it somewhere, share it with them, give it to them so that you're going to be held accountable. This isn't just an exercise in futility for you. By the way, as a sidebar in um, having accountability in your life, Pastor Lucas just reminded me that the audit class for CBI is not free. It's $15. So I take back my statement. Um, I need to clarify that, but 15 bucks to sit under Bruce Ware for 18 hours. I think he's going to be here for the weekend. 15 hours is worth every penny, um, of that. So I apologize for the, the wrong statement. Here's some examples of some mission statements from Tim Challies. So under his, his personal goal, he says this, his mission is to delight in God, to the glory of God for the good of all people. So you see there, even in his personal statement, he's focused on loving God and loving other people that he wants to focus on his own spiritual health, physical health in the books that he reads, not just for himself, not just so that at the end of the day, he can say, look at me, I'm smarter, healthier, and, uh, and more godly. No, he wants to be those things so that he can go out and bless other people and be good to other people as well as a result of that. Or for his business, he says he wants to use opportunities God provides to help others think and live like mature Christians. And so again, you see the love for God and the love for others um, in what he's doing there with his mission statement for his business. Uh, So whatever that looks like for you guys, after you've identified your areas of responsibility and everything else, and then your your roles, then you can get into what does that look like? What's my mission? What's my purpose in life behind these roles? And and we're beginning to put feet to these because if you're like me, you've come up with purpose statements or mission statements for your life before in the past and been super motivated. And then all of a sudden it's like, I don't remember what those were six months later. Right. You had a good one this year though. Like I, I wanted yours was frame worthy. Well, I I originally had one of mine in here and I took it it out because I was like, Kellen, that's a little bit too self-serving to put my mission statement in the the presentation. I'm going to frame it and put it on my wall. Good. I'm glad you can, but yeah. (laughs) Purpose statement by Pastor Yeah. Your purpose and your mission people will talk about a wave of momentum and this is the, the time of year that we get those right. And Kellen alluded to that with the fitness industry Yeah, at 24 that you see the wave, everybody is packing. Well, years ago, everybody yes. used to pack <laughs> yeah, not so the much. gym right. 
at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Because they had this momentum and it was, it was a real feeling. Oh, totally. It was this feeling like, dude, this year's going to be different. I'm going to Billy Blanks by the end of the year. Yeah. I'm going to be a jacked black guy at the end of 2022. Jacked black guy? Probably not, huh? You want to be a jacked black guy? I mean, if God so will. I can't so help will, you with that. I don't know. But, <laughs> but then, but th- what is going on? Jacked and black. You, you just... You're not going to get that goal. I'm sorry, bro. I love which, you, but wait, you're not going to get which, that. Which part? Huh? Which part? Can we talk? Hold on. Let's take a sidebar. What? You just made a new yes, purchase. Yes. Let's talk. I knew it was going to come up. Yeah. I knew it was going to come up. Aldi. You, what did you Help. buy? You bought huh? a, a Chevy? Bolt. Bolt. And when you go home, you, you plug that in, right? I plug it in, baby. I got my son on RC car. He does the same, same thing. Same thing. At, I, I even home. let my kid plug it in. Yeah. Look, and then I, I went to Costco. Check this out. So I went to Costco the other day. And I f- had to fill up my wife's car with gas, and I just felt... What does your wife drive? She drives a Volkswagen Atlas. Yeah, what's the size of the engine in that? Uh, it's, uh, it's bigger than mine. I don't have one. Okay. I'm, I, I'm okay with that, though. So That's what you, people don't understand. They're like, getting, wow, you got an electric car? I'm like, dude, you, you're not bothering me. Dude, so it's not, when, it's you, not. when your wife starts her, her SUV, it, 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 vroom, 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 and you go my, down the street, like, you're good with nobody that. Nobody sees me coming. <laughs> That, that's, that's where it is. Like, I can sneak up on people. Like, that's, like, in those yeah. old, I think about those old, like, gangster movies back in the day, like Al Pacino. Like, imagine if they had electric cars. They would have just took out everybody. Dude. You wouldn't even know they're coming. No. They're having a conversation. It's no. Z- bah, bah, bah. no, they wouldn't be anybody because they wouldn't intimidate anybody. That's like, the point. You're pulling up in that's your Chevy point. Bolt. Dude, I love my Bolt. I'm not going to lie. Like, you can't. No, I, I do. So, no lie. We had, we had our home fellowship group the other night, and Kellen was here because you're preaching at Compass Tustin this weekend, right? I am. Tomorrow. So, everybody be praying for Kellen because he's going to be up at, at Tustin preaching. Yeah. And uh, So, he wasn't there. He was working on things. And, and Chelsea was, was at our HFG with us. And she no lie to, tells our, our HFG. She goes, you know, it's one of the, the, the other evidences of Kellen's sanctification because before Christ, there's no way he would have ever bought right. a Chevy Bolt. But now he not only bought it, but he's comfortable in it. Yeah, she sent me a picture the other day, and this is me being tra- transparent because I love you guys. So I was in college, and I think I had like a do-rag on with a 5X shirt, uh, and I was in Brooklyn, New York, so I, just, I needed to fit in there. And then uh, she then sent me a picture of my Chevy Bolt, and I just, I, I'm like, man, That's God, amazing. God is good. That's amazing. God is good. The transformation, Man. dude. You are a new creation I'm in Christ. I'm a new creation in my Chevy Bolt. The old Bolt is gone and, and the bolt has come. The bolt has <laughs> Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. I do love it, though. So, yeah, dude, I, time out. And so, <laughs> they, Aldi, they don't get it. They don't get it. I know, and I thought the same thing. Like, honestly, you can, we can go across the street. If anybody wants to sit in my bolt, uh, I charge 15 bucks like the audit class. Um, <laughs> No, but it, 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 has, it has actually more leg room than my previous Kia Optima. Well, because there's no engine in it anymore. There's no engine. There's no trunk. You, you can't sit behind me. Don't sit behind me. But I'm just saying, like, Pastor John got in my car. He couldn't even touch the pedals, right? See? And what? He, he's over six foot. And so I'm telling you, it, it has the leg room. For me, but, I'm not saying like load up four guys in there. Let's miss me on that one when that's not happening. But, uh, but there's a video of Pastor John walking up and seeing your car for the first time. That's yeah. pretty classic. As he walks up, I believe he says the first thing out of his mouth is, what is that? Is, is, that, a, is that his words? Was that a smushed SUV? Yeah. Yep. Is it smushed? It looks like a smushed SUV. Yeah. It does. What are we, we're talking about mission and purpose know. statements. Anyways, form your mission and purpose statements. We're organized here. Share them and be held accountable. That's what we're driving at here. And the next thing that we, we want to do then is we want to start 
start getting after? What do we need to be doing? Well, man, that was part one of our productivity duo on how to be more productive in the new year in 2021. And so we hope you enjoyed that. And part two will be coming next week. And as always, even though we haven't been live with you in a normal uh, capacity on this episode, we are still praying. We are praying that you men will be productive in the new year for the glory of God. 